Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Bernstein at Homes, middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Good for you. I can't even do it. I can't even do the rest of the lyrics. I'm just thinking about them to myself angrily. I mean, there's a lot when it comes to the White Sox, though, that you do that gives you a reason to be angry. And I'll just say that it feels like to me that the White Sox have decided that they're going to do an us against the world. Like I heard Gavin Sheets last week kind of talking a little, a little bit about it. Obviously, the Mike Clevenger stuff. And then when you get some of the behind-the-scenes things that are happening with the White Sox, you go, oh, that's so that's 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 you guys' move. You guys' move is to acknowledge publicly that you messed up, but then you want like some sort of credit and you don't want to take responsibility. And that responsibility lies in you being ridiculed for some of the mistakes that you've made. The Guardians mocked you in their clubhouse openly. Yep. And with joy whenever they won the division that you thought you were going to win. Instead, you didn't even make the playoffs. You finished 500. You finished the games back. You matched the career existence record. Of your team. And what worries me is circling the wagons almost ensures that this gets worse before it gets better. You're still in a protect mode because you, and I say you as a term that it means multiple people here, had to protect somebody. Who you you didn't choose to head things. And you responded in a way that makes sense, given the decisions that were made, especially during games at times. It feels as if that vibe still lingers. Yes, and that is why it is so dangerous, and we bring it up, because the fish rots from the head. And if there's still live flesh that is in danger of rotting, 
we're going to see it. It, when it comes to their... This is the opposite of Weights and Fish, for the record. The exact opposite. When it comes there is to no winning here. Their outward strategy, when it comes to promotion of their team, I feel it's so backwards. And if... If they spent more time talking to the people that cover them instead of talking down to or threatening people that cover them, they would find out some of the reasons why they're covered the way that they're covered. Or just listen to some of the players in your clubhouse, like Lance Lynn, who told me personally, bottom line, we didn't play well enough. Listen to him. Listen to Liam Hendricks, who's fighting for his life right now. Mm -hmm. And also saying we didn't meet expectations. Right, but they, it's like they still organizationally haven't figured out that they've got to prove it. It, Nothing is, nothing is entitled. Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is owed to them. And you should have learned that last year. It's so upsetting. Like it's, I mean, I'll just tell you that there are things that I'm not going to say on the air that I know. And, and, and so I'm fighting some of that in, in discussing it. And it just, instead of picking up the phone or choosing to send an accusatory text to people, just once, once, actually talk to the people that cover you like we're actual people to understand how they're being perceived and what the feeling is for the, for the white Sox as an organization right now, there are a lot of white Sox fans who are fighting through their disdain for the way that this organization has conducted themselves over the last two and a half years, because there's a part of them that still loves something about the white Sox. And they're hanging on, like, for people like me. Elvis Andrews, love that signing. Just a little bit of glimmer. But you follow up the Elvis Andrews signing with an opportunity with one of your biggest names and faces to speak through one of the biggest apparatuses or apparati Apparatuses? Devices. Devices, thank you for clearing that up for me. That you as the White Sox have to get your thoughts and feelings out to the public. The White Sox Talk podcast does very well. It is downloaded quite a bit. It is a way that people get information about your team. And you have one of the stars on the team, on the podcast, talking to the guy that... Out of everyone who covers the White Sox, was the last person to jump off the ship. The very last. The very last person to jump off the ship. And he was justified doing it way earlier. But what you have is that guy being criticized. And if that's the criticism for that guy, what does that mean for everyone else? 
you look at what Gavin Sheets said last week, who I thought was one of the, the more... Um, we interviewed him twice on Bernstein and Holmes. We enjoyed talking to him, and he, at least at the time, seemed to understood, understand exactly why people felt the way that they felt about the White Sox. It's like what you're saying, Layla, with Lance Lynn, where pe- you, you underachieved, and so obviously people are going to be upset. T.A. himself would own up to it. What's your strategy here? Because... This would be another question that I have about the way that the White Sox are structured. Are you sitting down, if you know that T.A. is going to sit down with Chuck, do you talk to him beforehand and say, hey, let's make sure that we're, we're talking about all the great additions that we've made, that how we're, we're going to come back, how healthy you are, all of those things, how excited you are for the WBC. This was your not new manager. You're the new guy that's in charge and how he's going to change things and how you've connected with him. This was not the time to settle scores. And they, they Chuck Garfine has been doing his job. It just, it just seems it's so unnecessary. This texter says, guys, you're beating a dead horse day after day, compulsive negativity. I wouldn't want to speak to you guys either. I, then why are you texting us? You literally are trying to speak to us right now. Um, I'm okay with We're, that. This is called accountability. I, I'm all right with those guys not speaking to me. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, it's not called show friends. It's called show business. What I'm, what I'm trying to get across to them through the airwaves is that there's a better way to do it. And lately, with the White Sox on all levels, there's been a choice. The better way to do it or the White Sox way to do it. And the White Sox way to do it has been bad. Hey, you guys probably shouldn't hire Tony LaRussa. Nope. We're going to do it the White Sox way. All right. That failed. Ooh, was it really a good idea to jump out and get Mike Clevenger? Well, that's the White Sox way. Wouldn't the better way have been to wait to see what the market was instead of you setting the market? Well, we'll do it the White Sox way, and we'll just worry about the consequences of it afterwards instead of doing the due diligence before? That would have been the better way to do it. And now what seemingly is their strategy with dealing with the media in town And remember, it wasn't just the media that Tim Anderson was talking about. He was talking about fans, too. He did mention fans. He did. You have a choice. You can do it the better way or the White Sox way. And again, they chose to do it the White Sox way. And it's so disappointing because it's not like the better way is that arduous of a path it doesn't take much to throughout your camp if what you're trying to do is be positive and bring forth positivity if if you believe in manifesting that with good vibes and all of that stuff it doesn't take much to try and set that tone but it's clear that the tone that's been set at Camelback Ranch has been us against them 
And that's fine if you win. And it's fine if you had a history of winning. You lost the division by 11 games last year to a team that did nothing at the trade deadline, who openly mocked you in their clubhouse after they won the division, who openly mocked the manager that you had to have step away from your team. If you want to blame us for that, fine. Fine. But there seems to not be a lot of mirrors over at 35th and Shields or at Camelback Ranch. A lot of windows, not a lot of mirrors for them. And it's it's just, I hate seeing the franchise that I love continue to make own goals. That's what they've been doing all winter. It's been own goal after own goal after own goal. It's like fans get excited when they hear Pedro Griffol and you go, hey, this this guy seems to get it. He was saying the same stuff. He He called out the Sox energy. He said as an opponent who saw them on a regular basis, you could tell when they felt like playing. Correct. Correct. So you want to call out Chuck Garfine when he was giving you every chance to redeem yourself? Fans got excited when they heard Griffol. They didn't really know him, but they heard him and they said, okay, yeah. like He acknowledged what we saw. Right. We weren't blind to what we were seeing, but you follow that up with the Mike Clevenger signing. And people like, even from a baseball standpoint, it was questionable. It's not just the Tommy John, it's the knee. There's all of that stuff. It's own goal after own goal after own goal. And we get we get accused of having egos, and I admit to that. Like, I have an ego. I get that. There are people inside the White Sox organization whose egos have become outsized and become outsized for the job that they do. And they're worried about the wrong stuff. And they're trying to lean on people that they think they can pick on. And every time I see it, I go, is that the better way of doing things? Or is that the White Sox way of doing things? And I would ask this question of the people over at 35th and Shields. What is the White Sox way of doing things wrought? What has it gotten you where you want to fire off text messages at people and try to show that you're big and bad instead of having a conversation with folks? What has it gotten you? What's yelling at Chuck Garfine gotten you? I mean, come on. It's, an, it's a, another show of people not even understanding where their allies might be. And it's so disappointing because you have conversations with people and you go, oh, that person's smarter than this. And then it turns out they aren't. They aren't smarter than this. Well, and to me, the question becomes, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do when people give you chances and you finish the season at 81 and 81. Yep. What are we supposed to do about that? Not acknowledge that? Not acknowledge the the talent that you put forth and that the the team that you signed and that how you guys wanted playoffs or bust? Do you want us to pretend like that wasn't put out there? You make the point that your team 
your new manager makes the point that your team could probably benefit from high IQ or, or an IQ raising of your team. And then until yesterday, the three guys with the highest IQs on your team aren't on the team. The, the cost of Rick Hahn putting his plan into place and trying to see it out through was losing Jose Abreu. And the better way versus the White Sox way. We found out the night of his last game that that was his last game as a White Sox, even though there was a another game the next day. Well, we found out that that was his last game for this season. For the White Sox. Correct. You know, right? And the better way would have been either to tell people that it was his last game so they could come out to the ballpark or, you know what we're going to do tomorrow? We're going to announce Jose. We're going to run him out to first base. And then we're going to replace him. That's all they had to do. That is really all they had to do. Mike, think, that think, would have been the better way. Think about, think about what John Lester did when he had a press conference and it was the day before his last start just of the season. And he's like, guys, if this is it, I have some things that I want to say. The White Sox way to do it was to fumble all over it so badly that Jose himself had to fall on the grenade and go, no, 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 guys, this was my choice. This is my choice. No, I told him I wanted to sit and watch the game from the managerial standpoint. A Texas says, Lawrence, do you think he's going to be doing that on March 31st? I do not. I don't I think, think he's either. going to be hitting the ball real hard someplace. A Texas says, Lawrence, you've been making this argument for two and a half years. They are what they are. You're right. It just makes me sad. There is an anger because some of it is very personal. Um, that's the stuff I won't say, but it's sad. And it doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't. And they keep choosing for it to be this way. And it's extremely disappointing. I'm sorry, Layla. I feel like I took over that segment. Uh, I have a feeling that those those emotions are not going to just dissipate once the season begins. And we're going to be here for a while. Better start winning. But that's it. If you're us against them, you better come out like a house on fire. If that's the game that we're playing now, White Sox... Against Good the, luck to you. the world champions who showed you exactly where you needed to improve Over in the, the first playoff 20 series games. that you last had. I hope that you fixed all your problems. I hope that you don't have any injuries that linger. I hope that you figured out how to properly use Eloy Jimenez. I hope that everything goes well for you. If that's the game that we're playing now, if it's really you against us, I hope you do well. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 